Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to Momming Well Muslim, a podcast designed with the Muslim American parent in mind, addressing how to raise Muslim American kids born into a post 9 11 world. We will cover topics ranging from potty training to politics, and no topic is off limits. Along with our expert guests, we'll discuss what's new in the Muslim American diaspora or just what's new at our own kitchen tables. Join us, Zeba Hassan, Nuzma Jafri, who have a combined eight kids and 25 years of parenting experience, as well as just enough crazy between them while they pioneer this journey we call Momming Wall Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Momming Wall Muslim with your co-hosts, Zeba Hassan and Uzma Jafri. This is Uzma. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Assalamu alaikum. This is Zeba Hassan. How are you doing, Uzma? Are you getting ready for Eid? Like, can you tell by the excitement in my voice how excited I am? <laughs> you sound really excited. I'm not even there yet, honestly. Like, I'm not even thinking about it because I haven't even done my shopping. That was like on the pre-Ramadan list and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. How about you? So, so I apparently have been known for being um, the grumpy fasting person. So I'm just going to own that <laughs> and be okay with that. So Eve is definitely on my mind. I've gotten all my things ready for my nieces and nephews, got my list for my kiddos. We don't really decorate until like the last 10 days. Then I feel like it's kind of like oh. countdown mode. But what about you guys? Are you decorating? Um, so we get our decorations up before Ramadan. So that was all done. And the only thing I bring out is like, I change the Ramadan sign out and make it an Eid Mubarak sign. And that's literally the night before. Um, so not really huge when the kids go to bed the night before is when I lay out their gifts so that when they wake up first thing in the morning on Eid, they'll be able to, you know, attack those. But I just, they turned in their shopping list so late to me or their Eid wish list so late to me that I'm like, okay. And then they have seven things on them and they're only allowed to have three. So now I have to diarese those lists and figure out, pick and choose what I want. Uh, or what I'm going to buy. Because, you know, they have like $700 computers on there and Apple iWatches. Like things they'll never be allowed to have. You're like, that is not happening. (laughs) Did you guys do, did you guys do presents as a kid? Or is this something that you're kind of incorporating for your kids right now? You know, we didn't do presents. I think things were a little bit different for you in your household, but we didn't do presents. We got EB in the envelopes, which is just money that you get. And then at the end of the night, your mom would, or my mom would maybe give us like 20 bucks to spend and the rest of it would all go in the bank. So super anticlimactic. Oh, that's, you know? so like, how do you, how did you feel about that? You get gypped at Christmas. You get gypped at Halloween. Well, no, my parents let us celebrate Halloween. So we did go trick or treating, but um, you get gypped at Christmas you know, you get gypped at Easter, all these other holidays where your friends come back with all this new stuff, but you don't have a holiday like that, you know? So growing up, it was a lot of feeling like, yeah, Eid is awesome and it's so fun, um, but well, it one, you can eat again, so right? over the top. So like, that's the fun part. It's like, just, just for the nature of being able to eat during the day is kind of such a yeah. fun thing. <laughs> You're like, during yeah. daylight hours. That and missing school. Like, I always appreciated that. Um, did y'all skip school for Eid oh, or did you go? Oh, a hundred percent. And, and, and actually it's funny because, um, my husband, once we got married, he kind of looked at us like, what do you mean you're skipping, skipping work or skipping school for Eid? And I was like, honey, <laughs> that's what we do. And now he's like the biggest proponent of it out oh, of all of that's us. Wonderful. Um, as, as long as, unfortunately this year, 
finals are that week. So oh. we're still trying to figure out how we're going to get that done. Like whether we do eat the prayer mm. in the morning, let him go back to school and then pick him up early. But that's the issue now is literally finals for us is that week. Um, SOL is the week prior. So it's not even like he can take a full, my oldest can take a full day off of school. But I think my younger three are for sure very much excited about staying home for Eid. Yeah. No. So here's something um, maybe might help your older ones who have finals and stuff. I remember when finals fell during Ramadan time. um, And that was, I'm dating myself like over 20 years ago. Um, No. Yeah. Over 20 years ago. So um, what we did is if we had exams or tests or papers, we would just go to the teacher usually with a letter. And at that time, the school's didn't know, you know, what was going on. And so they would accept a letter from anyone. You didn't even have to have a letter from your imam. Like they wouldn't even know to accept a letter from an imam. So it's like my uncle would write it. And he would say, Uzma can't take her exam um, on this day because it's a religious holiday. But if you want to give it to her early or give it to her after, then that's fine. Yeah, they they definitely do do the excuse. So like we get the excused Mm -hmm. absence and the kids can do the makeup. So he was like, I'd rather Uh just take it on the day of and be done. Get it over with. Yeah, so we're going to be going probably more than likely to the earliest prayer, let him go back to school, take his tests, and then come home. And we probably, we usually celebrate big time on the the weekend following anyways like what there's like mm-hmm. an Eid fair and we're going to try to do fun things like that but that's the issue as they get a little bit older is kind of trying to piece together Eid versus just taking the entire day off and just having a fun day and just partying how do you think American Eid has changed since we were kids that's a really good question. Honestly, I just feel like there's more access to information. There's, first of all, the fact that there is a Facebook group, like putting us all to shame, these moms that like decorate their house and their lights. <laughs> You've and been on the page, I've right? been on the okay, page good. and I'm like, oh my God, I might be able to string up some lights the five days prior. Like, you know, I'm, I love uh-huh. looking and getting ideas, but there was really none of that. Actually, you know, how we grew up, because my mom did give up Christmas, she was probably one of the first people that I knew that put up the lights and decorated and, and wrapped presents and made sure all my friends got presents. She was just kind of, she was so good about making Eid so fun and so enjoyable. And I have to say, like, I, I don't do an ounce of that, of, of what she did. So I have to (laughs) appreciate that so much, but I do think it's Uh changed because now what was for us kind of an abnormality, like we were kind of in the minority is now becoming a majority. Like I just went to, um, a house last night for iftar and like this woman had the house beautifully decorated lights and Ramadan Mubarak in little paper mosques and lanterns. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. (laughs) And then she had like this, um, Eid tree, like this huge six foot, crescent moon eat tree with like ornaments and all that and beautiful um wow totally beautiful i this that definitely did not exist when we were kids and i and i have to say like it was beautiful no judgment um totally loved it for her but when i kind of broached the subject with my kids they were like you know that's too much like a christmas tree i don't want to do it which by the way i was so surprised Mm -hmm. about like i was kind of like oh (laughs) okay but 
you know, we can have in our show notes where you can get this, um, not Christmas tree, this crescent moon Eve tree, because it is a beautiful option. But I do think that there are a lot more um, entrepreneurs now that are focusing on, you know, Muslim Muslim families, which is amazing, that I don't think happened uh, or, or was around when we were kids. Like, what do you think? Like, yeah. how, what, how, how do you guys feel about that? Well, I think it's interesting you brought up the point about there's more information out there. So it was, like, so random today. Like, I was really irritated by this one dad at school because he was so slow, like, parking and then signing in his preschooler. And I'm like, dude, I need to, like, drop off my preschooler. I have to go do a dozen things and then, you know, do a recording later. Can you hurry up? And, you know, he takes his sweet time and then he turns around and he goes, oh, happy Ramadan, you know. And I was, like, so taken aback because – you know, even though I had sent stuff to the classrooms, I didn't expect that anybody actually retained them, at least not the parents. I thought it was more for the kids. But here was a parent who actually read what I sent in, maybe looked up some things, because then he walked with me to the car and he was asking me questions about Ramadan and about Eid and how do we celebrate Eid al-Fitr, and he was like pronouncing it correctly and everything. That is really cute. Um, so- Yeah, it was so like such a pleasant surprise, which is why I think it's so important for us to remember that a smile is a sunnah, like to always smile and not be grumpy. Yes, because you never know, you know, like who's going to turn around and just take you take you aback. And because there's so much information out there right now, I think it's a benefit to our children and their friends. Because I remember going the next day to school and my friends being like, Oh, why did you miss school? You know, and nobody had any idea. They just thought I was playing hooky. Um, And now suddenly my hands are all painted and they're like, ew, what did you, did you tattoo your hands and did it hurt? Like they have no idea what the henna is for. Now everybody, now everybody does the henna. (laughs) That's the fun thing. I I was so embarrassed and now everybody does the henna. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, I think that's some of the ways that Eid has changed in America. And then now we've got it on um, the school calendars in New York. So it's like a holiday for everybody, which I think is a good thing um, because it should be an excused absence for everybody. You know, if your friends are out celebrating and as we get uh, more and more students into the classrooms who happen to observe the holiday, it just, I think, you know, in the interest of not missing finals, like your son is potentially having to wrestle with right now, does it become an issue? I, I agree. I think that there's a lot more information out there. I think, I don't know if it's, there's more, um, outlets for us to celebrate versus, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were kids, it was kind of like you're celebrating with your community and that's pretty much your family, your community, and that's pretty much about it. So I definitely think that there's more information out there and it's, it's kind of like a mixed bag. You know, I, I have to say like, we're so close and yet we, I feel like we're a little bit, we're still so far away. So we just need to get over the finish line to make it kind of more, socially acceptable and have it be a full day off for everybody. But quite frankly, you know, quite frankly, I feel like for my kids, um, they kind of enjoy the special treatment and having a day off when nobody else, when nobody else is getting (laughs) there. They're like, we get to have a day off for our holiday. What about you? So what do you do? What do you guys do? Like, what is your typical Eid day like? For my household for Eid al-Fitr in particular, we, uh, try to follow the sunnah and have something sweet before we leave, which is the traditional Pakistani shurhorma or Persian shurhorma, whatever you want to call it, the 
um, cardamom-infused milk with the fried vermicelli in it. Um, Super sweet. And we have that for breakfast. We obviously open our gifts. We have our breakfast. We wear our brand new clothes. We go downtown to the convention center. This is something that I always did growing up as a child, and it's a tradition that I've carried on with my family because I want them to pray with 20,000, 30,000 Muslims. I want them to see that there are more people out there that believe as they do, pray as they do, live as they do, and that they are um, a piece of a very large puzzle on the planet. Um, plus, there's so much diversity at that downtown one. You know how sometimes Masajid can be ethnically segregated? Yes. And I want them to have that very inclusive um, prayer experience. Um, after that, there's a traditional restaurant we go to. We literally walk across the convention center, and we have brunch. And then we come home, and we have a nap and then we go and we celebrate with our Masjid family at night. So, so the, you, uh, that's what so, we do. How about you? So, so the nap, like when you're napping, do you, are you just like gearing <laughs> up for the rest of the day? Like it's going to be a party all night? Or are you napping because you're like, I'm so fatigued and we made it through the finish line? It's like it's like all of that Ramadan relief that you're talking about. Yes. Like, okay, it's done. I survived. And then I'm typically at night is when I'm preparing the shahorma. I'm wrapping some of those gifts. So you're I'm, up. You know, bringing out the Eid sign. So I'm awake. And so for me, it's I need to recharge so that I can go and, you know, enjoy the rest of my night. I'm still going to sleep at bedtime like, like a baby. But that nap to me is also something that my mom had us do. I think it was because she was preparing a big dinner at night for other people and for needed a break. families that she would just put all the kids to sleep yeah you know like, like get I out of my hair so I can get my work done <laughs> yeah, that's I exactly think that's what it was right. for me it's like oh my mom did it so I'm just gonna do it too and it feels really good for me so yeah I really enjoy it what do y'all do on Eid? same thing like uh, I mean very similar to when we were growing up you know we have so we don't do the sheer korma like that was just never, we never really got into the Daisy desserts or the Indopak desserts, but like we definitely would mm-hmm. get Dunkin' Donuts and that was such a big to-do. And I have oh, carried, man, Chicago Dunkin I know Donuts the Dunkin' the Donuts with the sprinkles and the <laughs> chocolate and uh, yes. And you know, it was exciting because we never got that yeah. very often. And so I've definitely continued mm-hmm. that for my kids as well. So we, though now I have duck donuts, which is kind of like they make it fresh to order. So I... What? Yes. And they make it in front of you. So I place the order, have it delivered. I know that's again, another theme I'm sure in in all of our podcasts, I have it delivered (laughs) at seven o'clock in the morning. Everybody eats it, get up. And then we have our clothes on the bed. The kids pick their clothes though with boys, it's kind of um, boring. It's like khakis and some sort of t-shirt. And then we all go to eat. We, we do presents after eat prayer. Oh, okay. And I do that. Maybe that's a good idea. And I do that because I like to lord over my kids um, in behavior. Oh, good behavior. Yeah. Yes. And that is the key. It's called bribing. If you want to make genius. sure that they behave in a public place for long periods of time. <laughs> um, and so I I'm, I'm, I'm like, you can open your presents if you behave. Obviously, they still get up. So we, we, oh we essentially gosh. go to prayer, open presents when we get home. The one thing that I do do is pack them little snack bags because, you know, the, the kutbah for either prayer can oh, yeah, t- tend to long. be a little bit long, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah. it's a little hard for the little ones to actually sit. And I have to say my older two have zero patience with the young or two when they're fidgeting and like, you know, you know, they're just like, you need to behave and 
eat your goldfish and call it a day. But um, so then we come home and we do prayer and we try to do something fun. Um, you know, going to yeah. open houses. Unfortunately, we have a smaller community here um, than it sounds like you guys have. And and unfortunately, of our friend group, everybody has family here, so they spend family. Oh, yeah. They spend their eve day with family. So we're always kind of looking for something to do um, and trying to plan that ahead of time. Um, but yeah, it's still super fun. We're still together. Whether we go to a movie or go to like Dave and Buster's or do something, I try to make it a fun day for the kids. Um, So far, they don't have any complaints, but it is a little bit sad, unlike how I grew up when we had so much family and such a huge community in the Chicagoland area. You were full from the moment you woke up till nighttime with nonstop activity, whereas right now I'm definitely trying to fill in the blanks, which is, you know, probably some people are used to that. But for me, it's a little Mm -hmm. bit sad because I did grow up with a community, whereas I don't necessarily have that for my kids right now. Yeah. And a large extended family, I think makes a big difference. And then all the open houses, like you were talking about, you have to go and taste the shihorma at every single house. (laughs) I know. And you definitely figure out the ones you like and the ones you don't like. So for us, it wasn't shihorma. For us, it wasn't shihorma. It was was samosa. My mom has an amazing samosa. Where we would wrap them, you know, like a week prior, put them in the freezer, and she literally makes it once a year. Whoa. And now she doesn't. She's retired from making it at all. She's like, now you guys (laughs) all, she's like, you guys have the recipe. So if any of you guys want to make it, then you guys should definitely do that. You can take over right now. That can be my Eid gift. Your yes. Eid gift to me. You can ship me some of your mom's samosas. I will, I will do the outfit. But if I get it, I'm still trying to get her to make some for me. I'm like, Mama, come on. And she's like, oh, That's yeah, I'm awesome. retired from doing all that anymore. It's your turn now. But you, but the sheer korma seems to be a pretty big thing for your household. Yeah, it was. I remember one year, I think I was like a junior or senior in high school. I ate like eight bowls in one day and then I was deathly so sick for the next week. I was throwing up bile. It was so bad. That is not, like, it doesn't sound good to me. No. Yeah. And thankfully it's only something that you do once a year. So like the next year I was like, one bowl is good. Like I'm good. So do your kids, do your kids like the share karma like now or do you do something different? They're okay with it. They'll take a little sip at my insistence. I make it a little differently than my mom. Um, I don't put all the, you know how like some people put like pistachios and dried dates and almonds and all kinds of junk in there. Um, And then they serve it warm on top of that. I don't do any of that. Mine's like ice cold out of the fridge. And I put all of the garnishes on the side. So like old school people like my father-in-law, my husband can put them on top. But, you know, we just stick to the cold like milk soup is what my kids call it. So like, yeah, so they, they call it, it milk soup. That's so interesting. <laughs> milk soup. Yeah. I think that's what Shihorma translates to. Oh, like does it? Soup. Okay. So, uh, do, so yeah. can you post, um, could you post your recipe? Yes, I can put my recipe up so that people can have it knowing that I am not a good cook. <laughs> so God help me. I'm probably going to go to hell. Um, I'm not a good cook, so I have very few good dishes. So I will share recipes, but I will always leave out a key ingredient that makes it or breaks it. Oh, you're <laughs> like I'm just so you that know. evil. You're like just I will. So I will just. Know. I will give it to you, but there will be a magic ingredient missing, so you will have to figure out what it is because I'm that evil. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. That's. Not, but I do have to say, I probably, I, know, right? I probably will not be making shirakorma, so I will just yeah. look at 
the recipe You're safe. and hope and hope I can come to and visit you one day and and eat some. <laughs> yeah, inshallah. You definitely need to. So speaking of visits, you said that um, you don't have family where you are, but this year is not going to be a little different for y'all. Yes, I'm actually really excited because my parents are coming up for Eid for the first time, and they're leaving behind the three other kids and their kids. And when I was talking to my mom about it, I was like. I'm very excited about you coming. The kids are psyched, but why now? And she just kind of said this really nice thing. She was like, you know, Zachy, our older one, only has a few more years of celebrating Eid, you know, within the household. Obviously, he's outside, mm-hmm. and I never thought about it that way. So she's like, we thought we would try to come when we can so we can celebrate while he's still you know, a kid versus an adult coming back, which it de- definitely yeah. does change the dynamic. And of course it made me sad and depressed thinking about that for the rest of the year. Because, <laughs> you know, I always joke that the days are so long, like they feel like they're long and you're, tru- you're trudging through every day, but really the years are so quick. Like in the blink of an eye, you're like, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. You know? And so trying to keep it perspective by maintaining those familial relationships and, and the things that we are traditions that we've brought from our childhood and, and trying to make it for our kids today, I think is very important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm finding it so hard to believe that your parent, it took him 20 years, right? Yeah. How long? Yeah. 20 years to come out and celebrate with you. Yeah. Cause um, in, in fair, but you in used fair, to go back yeah, right? in fairness until my kids were in school and until mm-hmm. Eid was during the school year, we try to go mm-hmm. back as often as we can. So the last two mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. because it's been during the school year, we have not celebrated with them. And, you yeah. know, and that's hard, yeah. too, because we then have to adjust on the fly and trying to find a community and, you know, trying to be involved here so that they can feel part of something bigger than just our our own household, which is what I mm-hmm. love. Like you mentioned, going to the convention center, seeing all different types of Muslims coming together for a shared common holiday. Like that's such a beautiful thing. And it makes me sad the last couple of years, we haven't really been able to, to do that. Um, just because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, we are part of a smaller community and they have their own families. And, uh, and for me growing up, I just loved being a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. So, Inshallah, one day um, we'll get back to that. Yeah, I think it's a good um, a good thing to mention here too. Like for those of us who have been celebrating for years and years in America, you know, to remember that a lot of the families that we worship with or know, you know, they've got family like overseas. They don't get to celebrate their holidays for years and years and years with their own parents That's a really and their good families. Point. So. You know, the onus, I think, is on us to invite them into our fold and say, if I'm celebrating with my family, you are my family here. Like, I want you here with me. Because, I mean, imagine if we were expats somewhere away from our families, how would we insert ourselves? And people, you know, maybe don't feel so comfortable inserting themselves. Me, I got no problem. If you've got a family reunion happening, I'm going to insert myself and be like, hey, I don't want to celebrate alone. But not everybody has that, you know, kind of, you know, they're not comfortable doing it. So I think the onus comes onto us who are here to say, hey, if I know you're away from your family this Ramadan, then I want you to celebrate with me. I want you to sit at my table so that you're part of my group. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah. So. And, and also remembering the people that converted too, right? And because yes, they yes. don't I think have somebody that. mentioned that in a podcast. Yeah. Because they really yeah. don't have those families even to celebrate with and mm-hmm. they're and they're navigating some new 
um, new territory dynamics. and new dynamics mm -hmm. and trying to figure that out. So if you know somebody that's a convert or a family, like try to make it a point to adopt them and bring them into your own home. Cause I think a little bit of kindness goes a very long way and it's very much appreciated to not feel alone on your holiday. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember being so depressed my first uh, Eid al-Fitr away from my family. I was in grad school and just crying and crying. Why? Because I didn't know how to make sure Horma. Oh. Nobody knew how to make sure Horma. <laughs> You're like, darn it. I need some sure Horma. You know, if I could just have sure Horma, I would feel like Eid. How am I going to go to Salah without like sure Horma? And so um, our mutual friend who was my roommate made it. And, you know, it was terrible. But she tried and, you know, we made the best of it. But it's like that homesickness and that feeling of family and togetherness. Like that's all anybody wants and that's what they deserve. And if we can give a little bit of that to them, I think that, you know, how much more extraordinary will our holiday and the rewards that we earn be, you know, for sharing that holiday with other people? I think that's super important. So would you have any message for our listeners for Eve this year, Miss Uzma? Um, I would say Eid Mubarak, Eid Karim to everybody. I'm just really excited for all the work that I see people around me doing and people abroad doing in order to maximize this month and their good deeds, to increase their good deeds um, by 70 times. And it's inspirational. I pray that all of these good deeds are accepted, that everybody's prayers are accepted, that ours are accepted. Um, and that we all live to see another Ramadan. Like, I'm just, I'm ready for the next one. I don't know about you. How do you feel? I, I just want to tell everybody, like, may Allah bring you guys joy and happiness, peace and prosperity um, on our blessed occasion. Wishing everybody a very happy Eid and Eid Mubarak. And to your point, I, I'm definitely excited about you know, moving on and trying to take all the things that I've learned within this month, including patience. I have to be honest with you. I haven't lost my patience with my kids yet and trying to continue. I'm so proud. That, I know. So <laughs> proud of myself That's amazing. and trying to take that, um, concept of patience and spirituality and carry it on, um, in the months hereafter. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Not to be, um, the Debbie Downer, but going back to your oldest being, you know, older, what what do you want your kids to remember about Eids with you when they're all grown up? I had read a poem, and it was just one of those poems that, you know, when you read, like, it gives you that lump in your throat, and you're just like, oh, God. Oh, my God. And, Are you going to read it? No, I'm not, like not going to read it. But uh, the gist of okay. it was a mother's job is building um, your kids and your family, and you know, going from there in, in, in the small moments that make up your broader scheme of life. And if you do it well, it's almost like they take it for granted. So I, my hopes is mm. when they grow older, I don't need the accolades. I don't need that. But I, I would like them to be like, oh, my mom did this. Yeah. And I would like to do that. I, I get emotional just like just we do about, yeah exactly just, I know <laughs> like we're such like I'm a crybaby during Ramadan but it's literally that way it's it's the things the small moments that you know was such a hardship for your parents like I know my mom stayed up I know she put the clothes on the bed and you know all the things that we do for our kids 
if they uh-huh. can continue that, that is the the biggest blessing. But what about you? So I can stop yeah. crying. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, you made me cry, <laughs> dum dum. So it's like, okay, um, I'm gonna clean my nose. <laughs> no, um, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, no, I think it's the same thing. I, I just want them to remember that it was, um, peaceful and happy. Um, I remember every Eid when I was a kid, like there would be tears, you know, because yes. somebody's brain wasn't right or somebody's clothes itched or didn't fit. But I don't remember that. Like I have to think about it. I remember just happiness and, um, freedom and so much fun, Um, And I want that for my kids. Like, I want them to continue to look forward to Eid when they're 40 the way they do now as four-year-olds and little kids. You know, like, I want it to be that special for them. The anticipation. The anticipation of tomorrow. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, you got any final thoughts or words of wisdom for our audience? No, just wishing everybody... uh, a great day of feasting and lots of shirkorma and samosas if that's what you want and um, wishing everybody an amazing rest of the year. Assalamualaikum everyone and Eid Mubarak. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzma and Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Mm-hmm.